Hey everybody and welcome to Top 10 Thursdays. We're back. We're not dead. We took a little break, but it's all good now. Spring break! Yeah, party. Everybody's having a great time. I am Sean Lemmy. Sean Otney. Colin Westman. We're also here. No Matt Carson's this week. He has, uh, you know, to handle the crises and stuff in the world. Do you have any idea why he's so busy? Anyone? Yeah, didn't he tell us? Because right now he's working on a newspaper and he has to put together some magazine that's written by an old man. That I, thought that, I thought that was just like his life now. He said like he's extra busy this week. Is that is that just this one week? Mm-hmm. I think it's just recently. You yeah. said next week his life will be back to normal. There you go. Okay. Whatever that means. Well, hopefully this magazine will be awesome. I'm sure it will be. He's a very talented uh, young man. He's older than me, though. So old. Um, so this week, speaking of time, we're going back a decade to the aughts, the noughts, the double O's, the 2000s, whatever you want to call them. Uh, and we're counting down our bottom, <laughs> bottom ten uh, one-hit wonders, or or just like generally shitty songs, like bands that were just like known for one song. It maybe wasn't even a hit. Yeah, so if we made an entire list of every single one-hit wonder of the 2000s, this would, this would be the bottom, I guess. Yeah. Well, someday we might do our ten favorites. Just chronicle every single one. Yeah. It was harder to think of good one-hit wonders. Do you think the musical landscape has changed so one-hit wonders don't still happen? Or is it just it just didn't happen to be a good decade for them? Hmm. It's an interesting question. I wonder if it's just because, like, we were paying more attention to music at this time, and so when we heard a song that we liked, we would actually go out and get the album. There's, there's no attachment like, uh, like in the '80s, uh, where it's all in the past, and we can just, uh, it's, it's easier for us to pick out the, the hit singles versus, you know. Like like Jet, I think is a good example of a band that maybe would count as a one-hit wonder, but we were all about it at the time, so it doesn't feel like a one-hit wonder to us. It's kind of interesting to bring up that this is a list that we actually grew up during. You know, like we, we did one-hit wonders of the '80s, but you know, we weren't born '90s. We were mostly little kids. This is the 2000s, you know. So this is us from like like elementary school to like graduating from high school. Like this is our life. This is the soundtrack to our life. <laughs> Good chunk of college for me too, for all of us. Oh yeah. So uh, just keep that in mind. I always say that like 2008 is when I finally started getting into music for real. For realsies. Anyways, Uh, yeah, I think it's gonna be an interesting list because. you guys are all about VH1 and MTV2 and CMT. <laughs> uh, 
so this is gonna be really educational for me to to hear like what these music videos were like and why there isn't music videos on television anymore thanks to this decade take me on a journey guys we, we were the last generation that got to enjoy music videos on TV kids don't know what it's like and would kids know what it's like if you showed them 1985 by Bowling for Soup Nineteen eighty-five, Bowling for Soup. Uh, I was only familiar with Bowling for Soup before this song because whenever I go to the CD store and I'd just be browsing through the aisles, I'd see that name. I'm like, that's a terrible name. And then I look at the picture like of the band. I'm like, oh, oh my god, this is a band. Because if you've never seen Bowling for Soup, they have one, one guy in particular. I think he's their lead guitarist. Is literally the fattest person I've ever seen hold a guitar. Like, you don't think someone that fat can be a rock star, but he is, and they're all kind of fat, and they're just the antithesis, hard word to say, of a band, you know, that you imagine rock stars being like, oh, these cool people you look up to, not these fat guys on some album cover wearing sombreros, like sitting on the edge of a toilet, poorly, poorly photoshopped, or something like that. Was, it, was that and an then, album cover? <laughs> I'm sure it was. <laughs> It was just called, like, getting flushed. <laughs> but anyways, I was surprised when, you know, not long after I just discovered this band existed, they had a hit single, which was 1985, which is a song about all the music and music videos from the 80s and about how people have kind of forgotten that and everything. So it's kind of an interesting one to start our list with. Um, and the the musical styling here is that weird. I guess it's not weird, but that pop punk that kind of came out like of the two thousands. But it's not. I mean, any punk in there is very hard to discern. It's mainly just because that guy had, you know, that voice that all those bands had, where it's just like super nasally and. He just hits the right range, so it's like, oh, yep, that's that range. Because, yeah, I agree, because you, you think of those bands like Sum 41, and they mostly sing about, like, skateboarding and have, like, a lot of swearing. They're at least, like, fast and, yeah, kind of angsty. This song is about, like, a middle-aged woman who's stuck in the mid-'80s. Yeah. I just, Talking yeah. I, kids I, don't understand her. Yeah, I, I, I listened to this song again, and I could not tell... Who this was for? Like, what that's, is the yeah, audience for this song? Be, because yeah, because that genre is like I was saying. It's like it's for like skater kids usually, you know, that kind of younger generation. But it's like, are skater kids gonna identify with like a forty-year-old mother and a four hundred pound guitarist? <laughs> <laughs> and of course, in that music video, there he's got his shirt off. That most of the video, yeah, and, and, and they drag at one point. Oh yeah, they do the who is who is that? Robert Robert Palmer Palmer they do that the parody of that that music mm-hmm. video and it, they're all in skirts and stuff and yeah it's funny in like a sickening kind of way <laughs> and then they're all dressed up like Motley Crue 
Like, they're having fun, I guess. I mean... I think my best explanation for why it was popular was maybe because it was a VH1 hit, mostly. Wasn't that where it got a lot of its airplay? I'm sure. I mean, they had all those Rock of Love shows, too. And I I feel like it had to have coincided with I Love the 80s being big. Like, right? Basically, Basically cashing in on that whole thing. I mean that. I mean it's kind of catchy. Yeah, sure. I, even I know most of the words. I don't know if that's just because I saw it a lot or because it just is easy to remember. Because like, oh, I know who all those musicians are singing about are. <laughs> oh, they said Nirvana. Oh, that's cool. This is all cool. This is rocking good stuff. I like to think that this is a song that an older like a parent would find and like almost into this. I'm cool. Rock and roll. Kids have got us tickets for bowling. I don't pursuit. think so. I think it, I think an adult would be like, "You kids don't know what you're talking about." Because that's definitely the vibe I got watching this music video. Oh, that yeah. They 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 like like they literally didn't know anything about the '80s, and then they watched "I Love the '80s" and wrote a song about it to <laughs> cash mean, in on that. They're talking about like the most like broad, well-known <laughs> pop culture artifacts of the '80s, like. You, you, you would not have to grow up in the 80s to write this song. So, I mean, so is this just a big ad for VH1 at the end of the day? I'm going to say, yeah, I think so. Fair enough, fair enough. Let's go on to another one of VH1's favorite artists, one of their featured artists of the month, in like whatever that was, and that's Bad Day, Daniel Powder. And they played a lot. So much so that we'd see like how many times we could see it in one sitting. I don't know why. It's not like any of us like that song. I mean, he's pretty lame. That guy was not cool. He was not a cool guy. I think it was just funny that, like, what are we doing? We're watching the Bad Day video? Like, I don't know. That weird irony or something going on there. But, uh,. We've seen it plenty of times, and that song is pretty popular still, but haven't heard anything from Daniel Powder. What do you guys think of the actual song? I think it would be fine if uh, it didn't have any of the lyrics that it has. <laughs> because, like, I guess it's it sounds right for, for the vibe he's going for. But if you pay attention to what he's saying, it's just so stupid. (laughs) What specifically about it is stupid, do you think? A lot of it is just, like, vapid gibberish. (laughs) Like, I mean, the first verse, Where is the moment we needed the most? You kick up the leaves and the magic is lost. So that doesn't even rhyme, first of all. (laughs) Unless he sees, is he, does he say "lost" in the song when he sings it? <laughs> the magic is lost. 
think we would have noticed if he said "loast" in his song. That's funny though. It sounds like something like a high school girl would write, like you know, in one of her notebooks. Like that level of of songwriting skill, very generic, vague. But you know, once you get to that that big hook, just supposed to put you in a good mood. Don't worry about it, buddy. I really, I, mean, I really don't like that. <laughs> it rubs me the wrong way when people are like, look on the bright side, man. You had a bad day. No big deal. It is kind of a weird way to comfort someone by saying, like, your day totally sucked. <laughs> it's, like, then, it's like, well, don't remind me of that. But I guess, yeah, the idea is, well, you gotta turn it around. Ugh. But no, I just get stuck on that bad day look, and I'm just like, mm, no. You're making it worse, Daniel Powder. <laughs> How many bad days do you think Daniel Powder has had since this song, you know? Man. Like, where, where did he go? <laughs> it's just crazy that someone can have such a huge hit and then, like, just disappear. You know, I think... This song must have really sucked. I think I remember, like, you, that VH1, like, first look or whatever, where they're interviewing him. Didn't he have some sort of like, I'm not about the money and the fame and the. <laughs> mm-hmm. That sounds about right. That kind of attitude is like, okay, when you're writing songs like this, you're 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 shooting yourself in the foot if that's not your attitude. Not about the money and fame and the having a job and being able to feed my family. <laughs> I'm all about the art. Powder out. Mm. Yeah, um, if your claim to fame is like one piano riff repeated for three minutes, that's gotta be rough. I, I feel bad for him now. You're making me like not want to add this on the list because the poor guy just had the one hit, and it's so simple. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about that music video because, first of all, no one has a bad day in the music video. What's up with that? Like, everyone just, like, goes to work and goes home. Is that a bad day by by anyone's measure? Well, what do you want it to be? Do you want to play over, like, Vietnam footage? <laughs> no, but can't, you know, just, like, little things. Like, couldn't spill your coffee on your shirt or, you know, you're running to catch a cab and your pants fall down. It's just, <laughs> just regular so stuff. That's never happened. <laughs> it's all the time. No, I agree. That it's pretty shitty music. They just like go to work and then they graffiti this ad, uh, and then they meet, and it's like, all right, I guess we're gonna hook up or something, (laughs) even though we don't really know that we're the ones who graffitied that thing. Just going out on a limb here. Mark Webb directed this. Really? What the fuck? (laughs) I don't know what to tell you. Well, if uh, talking about this is making you feel blue, then let's move on ahead to Blue by Eiffel 65. Oh, yes, let's. Yo, listen up, here's the story about a little guy that lives in a blue world. And all day and all night and everything he sees is just blue, like him inside and outside blew his house with a blue little window and a blue car 
Corvette And everything is blue for him and himself And everybody around Cause he ain't got nobody to listen I'm Okay, so this song's totally sweet. I don't understand why this song is sweet. <laughs> okay, I watched a music video this a couple days ago, and I was dumbfounded by, like, how unprofessional it was. <laughs> okay, I'll start with just the beginning of the song. Now, immediately, the verse is, like, sung in a way that's not really singing. It's not really rapping. Oh, it's, it's terrible. Weird, it's this weird talk. I didn't even remember that there was a style. verse. Oh, there's, there's a verse. <laughs> there is. And it's the, I was like, well, these guys can't be like American. Obviously, they're not. I think they're Italian. Yeah. yeah. And it's just this big, like, rambled mess of words that doesn't really rhyme, isn't appealing in any way. The guy who's singing it is some stupid guy, bald guy in a hat. Yeah. And then you know, it builds the chorus. And I'll admit that part is catchy. I, it's it's complete gibberish, but that's okay. I'm okay with yeah, that. because when they sing the words, it's really bad, so... <laughs> yeah, they, <laughs> they're only good at the gibberish the part. But then, like, at that point, I start really listening to the music, and I'm like, wow, you know, the musical backing on this sounds like it was made in MIDI. Like, the piano quality, like, and just the instruments in general all sound really, really fake. And that was not impressing me at all. And then, just... Trying to like watch the music video, it looks like you go into some booth. They're like, "Create your own music video." <laughs> it does not hold up. I, don't, I I can't imagine it looked good back then. Give me the part when they shoot the lens flares like the lasers, or when he's punching the blue aliens and it's like <laughs> dancing. It looks That's like, awesome. That's hilarious. Doesn't even look like PlayStation One good. Like I don't, it's some other weird transitional system between that. And... I feel like it was fine for the time. It was Reminds 2000, me of, man. Of like Connect games where you're like barely interacting with what's on screen. It's great. He's <laughs> kind of there. You're, you're all there, wearing like tracksuits. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. I'll give it the chorus. The chorus is catchy, but it has nothing else going for it, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, it was a good song for for us personally when it came out, considering we were like 11 years old. It's a good song for a little kid to enjoy, I think, because it is so simple and bad, I guess. You know who has tastes like little kids is people who are in like rave dance clubs who've just like dropped a ton of acid and are have no idea what's going on give them a like simple pulsing beat and gibberish that's really really easy to sing along with and then you're gonna have a good time i feel like i feel like blue is perfect for what i assume its target audience is uh it's just terrible outside of that context. You know what's funny is the first time I heard about this song wasn't hearing it. It was hearing someone describe it to me. <laughs> it was my brother Paul. And he's like, I heard that he was like singing this song. And like, what are you singing? I was this song I was stuck in my head. I don't remember how it goes though. And he just kept singing, I'll die of a fever. I'll die of a fever. Check it out. John, there's this guy. He's a blue guy. He lives on blue planet. Everything is blue. Can you imagine this blue life? 
What if your car was blue? What if your cat was blue? What if the sky was blue? It doesn't really sound like something I'd come out of an eight-year-old. <laughs> but yeah, and then I heard it the first time in music class. Yeah? It was like someone brought it in. Someone brought it in. And, and like everyone was singing along. When did this happen? <laughs> One of those things that just springs up overnight and then it's just gone a couple days later. Yeah, it was huge. I remember I got the CD of it as an uh, Easter gift. I had to like find my Easter basket and in it was Eiffel 65's <laughs> album. Europop. Wow. <laughs> Very cleverly titled album. <laughs> what it is uh, and I don't think I ever listened to it I couldn't tell you what any song outside of Blue sounds like and that's good because Blue is on the album twice <laughs> once at the beginning once at the end they know what you bought it for Yeah, I can respect that I suppose alright let's move away from all this this commercial bullshit okay Moving on to bodies. Drowning pool. I could have said something funny, but I couldn't think of anything. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the Yeah, it's pretty great. Pretty much the best song. So, what genre is this? Um, <laughs> is is this just metal or is this kind of rap metal? I think like, this is hey, new metal. New metal. I'm there trying you to go. figure new, out what new metal entails, and I don't I think, think you have to rap in a new metal song. You can. But you can. It's uh, definitely encouraged. So, what makes something new metal? Is it more? Is it more poppy? I guess. Is it more? Yeah. Like it's got it's got the hooks, but it's still like super heavy, and you know you gotta have some white boy angst in there. Yeah. Gotta have some fury. I'm telling you, the best part though is when that driver goes, oh, "Here we go, here we go, here we go." Yeah, I think that was what added the hip hop edge. Even though there's no. That, that's rapping. why I wonder if like, I don't know anything about Drowning Pool, but I wonder if they have other songs that are more maybe have like a little bit of that in there. Kind of hip hoppy. This one just has a little hint of it. I don't know. Gets you excited. All right. Um, and the music video to this, I, I recall. I actually haven't watched this one in a while. It was pretty funny because it's mainly just, in my memory, the main guy, the kind of fat guy, like screaming at some guy's face. Yeah, I just watched it. <laughs> old guys like sitting in a chair at a hospital. It's or old. is it an insane asylum? Maybe. Maybe. That must have been I, a fun day for that actor. <laughs> Getting yelled at by Guy Fieri for five hours. <laughs> That's what he looks like. Guy Fieri with a bunch of eyebrow rings. 
Totally. Now, what I'm trying to remember is how vivid were the lyrics, or were they more of those lyrics that were kind of vague, you know, about what it was really trying to communicate? I feel like, yeah, it's hard to discern what this song is it's about. It's not like I'm taking out my gun and the, the bodies just start hitting the floor. I actually but, looked this up. It's about being in a mosh pit. Okay. Well, I mean... Yeah, but the thing is, you hear bodies hit the floor. I don't think that's the first thing you're going to think of. So, well, they, they there is that. nothing to work with here. It's, <laughs> it's let the bodies hit the floor. Nothing wrong with me. Something's got to give. That's Can't like take it. Much more. It's like the whole that, song. I'm looking at the lyrics. Yeah, yeah. There's... I thought there was a verse. Or is there that... is a verse, but it's just like it's like beaten waffle. Can't take much more. Here we go. Here we go. And then it goes right into the one. Nothing yeah. wrong with me. And then the next verse isn't any clear. It just pushed me again. This is the end. See, that's the thing. This is the end. Definitely makes it sound like it's not about a mosh pit. Oh wait, here's another. Here's another verse, or a bridge. I think it's got a bridge, right? Yeah. Let's see the bridge. Skin against skin, blood and bone. You're all by yourself, but you're not alone. You wanted, and now you're here, driven by hate, consumed by fear. <laughs> Doesn't sound like a fun time. Are mosh pits driven by hate and consumed by fear? I think they're. I think new metal mosh pits are. Okay. You like hate your mom and stuff. I like driven by fear though too. Like there's a fear within. Fear of fatter people in the mosh pit. I guess. <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna get crushed. There's a, there's a lot of those in these kinds of bands. I feel like Drowning Pool is one of those gateway bands to like people start listening to like metal, or maybe they never get past listening to like shitty metal bands. But there's something about them that seems more commercial, and I can see why this song, like people remember it. It's got the hook. Yeah. There's there's something about it where, like, it comes through to me when I listen to the song, and especially when I watch the video, that, like, these are people that want to be, like, really hard, but they're not. <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe it's just because they write about, like, such generic hate and rage and fear. <laughs> like, there's, there's nothing specific driving those emotions they just know that those are the emotions they want to capitalize on uh but it's, it, it comes off as really goofy to me and i think that's why i like this song is to me it's it's like always been a joke it's like a it's like a funny take on what like being really metal is like yeah i'll agree with that yeah, I mean, I mean it's, it's ridiculous enough. Makes to... me smile every time. Every time, that every is time. The opposite of their intent. That's I, what I kind of respect about the video is, like, they're they're a right to ha like have a stone faced guy and like yell in his face because, like, I, I don't have that reaction at all when I listen to this music. Like, I, I think it's gonna have some effect on everybody. I think is it's there's no one who will have that like stone face indifferent reaction to bodies. Either makes you laugh or makes you want to rage. <laughs> want to break some stuff. Yeah. 
Uh, Rest in peace to that lead singer, though. Yeah. Let's move on to another song that makes me want to break some stuff. Butterfly by Crazy Town. Come, my lady, come, come, my lady, you're my butterfly, sugar, baby. Come, my lady, come, come, my lady, you're my butterfly, sugar, baby. Such a sexy, sexy, pretty little thing. This April bitch, you got me sprung with your tongue ring. Now, I seem to recall, it's just a day or two ago. Colin, we were both talking about how this is like in every single like shitty high school movie with Freddie Prince Jr. You know, it just it seemed like it's like his soundtrack or something. It's his theme song. He just still listens to that like all the time. He's got it on in the car and just living in the past. <laughs> Maybe. He's got a room with all his old movies, posters, and stuff. Wing Commander. And it stuff. just like looks like a teenager's room from the, the late nineties. <laughs> Yeah, Butterfly. Butterfly's kind of, I mean, from what I can gather, Crazy Town was trying to be like one of those new metal bands, but there's nothing even remotely heavy about this song. I mean, it's it's got like the hip-hop, but it's like really bad, and it's got like the rock, that's really bad. So it's like, we're not very good at hip-hop, we're not very good at being a band, let's try to do both. <laughs> and it's this weird I like it becomes this weird genre of just terribleness. It's like the worst thing ever. Yeah, it's like rap rock but really mellowed out. <laughs> like I don't even know how to like classify like that riff that's kinda going on and it's kinda the, like the... kinda like No Rain by Blind Melon. Yeah. But with <laughs> like hip hop beats. <laughs> And those guys are so, so lame. I, I like the fact that it's, it's not just one like lame rapper front man, it's two. <laughs> two. And their voices sound exactly the same. <laughs> There's no need it's, to have two of these guys. Uh, it's, not, it's, not like, yeah, it's not like either of them are particularly good at rapping. They look similar. I mean, it seems like one kind of sang more on the chorus. I don't know. It's just like you have two, maybe two really untalented people makes like one semi-talented person, but... No, it it still doesn't it still doesn't work out like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I definitely recall hearing this in a lot of shitty movies from that era. I mean, most of them weren't for like I was a kid back then. I was in like high school, or so they weren't for me. But I I do recall hearing them in a few. And I was thinking it was pretty lame. I I feel like I don't know how you could be a fan of them and not be embarrassed you're a fan of them. <laughs> like even when they were popular, I feel like it's that. Like, to act like you're so tough, and then, like, this is your ballad, but it's still got, like, hip-hop in it. And the part where his tattoos, like, fly <laughs> off his body. Yeah, that music video, too. See, I seem to recall a lot of crappy green screen. Oh, yeah. Well, they're, like, in a forest, and they're, like, these butterfly ladies, and they're just like, God, butterfly ladies are so hot. They're just the hottest butterfly ladies. And then at the end, the lead singer, like, kisses one of them, so it's like, yeah, way to go. You did it. <laughs> I don't know. Those guys, their demeanor is so tough, but then they're like singing about butterflies. Yeah, but they're not about like like butterfly butterflies. They're about like butterfly tattoos and stuff. Yeah, I know, but it's still or ladies with butterfly. butterfly. You, know, yeah. you know, come my lady. You know what I'm saying? You know, this riff is from a Red Hot Chili Peppers song. Say what? 
Yeah, they just sampled Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> Are you fucking serious? <laughs> it's a pretty little ditty. I don't believe I didn't that. even know that. What, that's crazy. Which part? The uh, the guitar? Yeah. Yeah. So the bass part is still all them. Uh, let's say sure. Why not? We'll give them that. God, that that makes them suck way way more. They can't even like write their own song. Oh man, this is one I'm so not surprised. Just died like immediately, or at least I mean, like in the sense that the band was forgotten. Yeah, you know, I feel like even when this was popular, I knew I was like, these guys are gonna be one hit wonders. <laughs> I was 11, and I could tell that these guys were way over their heads. <laughs> Oh, I keep hearing it. It's mm-hmm. coming back. It won't die. All right, let's 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 get on our bikes and ride with handlebars by Flowbots. remember this being played on the end like all the time or just on the radio all the time that's the only thing i remember of it it just it just dominated alternative radio for some reason and i think that's definitely one of the reasons i hate it, is i heard it so much but then once again like this is another song that falls under the category of just that weird subpar hip-hop done by a white guy so it's not convincing in any way doesn't feel sincere it just feels the whole time like, look how like hip and like political we are, maybe. Yeah, it's definitely that angle to it. It I, just rings in as so phony. Yeah. I just feel like we should have been past this at this point. What the song was later? It was like 2006 or something. 2007. Oh yeah. I, thought, I mean, if you look at it now, really? we only have. I thought we were yeah, done yeah. with the the the. <laughs> The white guys rapping over dinky little guitar licks at that point. Yeah, so how many bands are there that, like right now that are like that that are popular? Like not very many, like, if any. So it's like they're trying to bring it back. So maybe that's another reason I hate it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like their angle for it is they're like you know we're trying to be political and hip hop is so anti-establishment and we're 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 so different. Look, we got we got a trumpet in here. I sure do. <laughs> and and I and I, it just feels phony. Maybe it is supposed to be sincere, but I don't know. For some reason, I'm not buying it. And those lyrics too. Yeah, it's pretty so, simple. They're so dopey. I mean, I can ride my bike with no handlebars. It's just so. It's such a lame way to open a song. It's like I get what he's going for. It's like a little kid, like that's an impressive display of power. And then in the end, it's like I could kill everybody with nuclear bombs and stuff. I get it. It's pretty, pretty simple though. It's again, it's like another example of lyrics that aren't insightful. 
It's like it, it, it's not telling us anything about human nature to observe this. Uh, it, so it has it just, to survive on the strength of the music, which it does not. Well, that, it just lacks subtlety. I mean, like, like I do like the idea of like, oh yeah, going from a kid that you know, he's just messing around his bike to the Holocaust, but they just go right out and say it. You know, it's not like there's even like a metaphor there. It's I can end the planet in a Holocaust, <laughs> in a Holocaust. Like, just going right out and saying it like that, just like attacking it like a Neanderthal. Like that's really annoying to me. Ugh. Like, what, did they think people were gonna hear this and be like, "Oh my God, that's what the world is like"? We could, we could change this. We could do something about this. Twenty twenty twelve. Definitely has that vibe of that kind of weekend warrior feel. Like I'm gonna do something, maybe if I feel like it. <laughs> like get around to it. Hmm. Now, luckily, you know. I don't hear it anymore. I mean, I think Flowbots is still hanging in there, but they're certainly not on the same level of popularity they were for like that one year, which is good. Justice wins out in the end. Um, let's see. They released an album in 2012. I didn't even know about it though, so it's good. Well, it's been a while since I heard this next song, which happens to be. It's been a while by Stained. It's been a while since I could Right off the bat, awesome way to choose to spell the name of the band. Just, <laughs> yes, just putting that out there. Could not be happier about that. I don't know what these guys deal were. I feel like they're kind of lumped in with new metal, sort of, but they're like, like acoustic. They're fronted by a sad fat guy. But not that uncommon in the genre. No, but but he's like guess, sitting down, guess, strumming an acoustic yeah. guitar, getting along, getting a little introspective. <laughs> I guess that's true. I feel like they were somehow connected to Fred Durst. Like the video is directed by Fred Durst or something. I don't know if that's true. It was. Who nice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, started off a great directing career. He he did a movie or two. Oh yeah, like, didn't he do like a? What was it? Did like a Roast movie about movie? kids playing football? Right. I'm not a hundred percent sure about that. Yeah, what the, that happened. But you know, all started here with this. Great song. I don't have much to say about this. Well, how was the video for it? I was just like them sitting, like sitting in a room, candle chamber, candle by candlelight, and the fat guy is like looking at some pictures of his ex girlfriend. He's like, he's like thinking about some stuff, thinking about some deep stuff. Yeah, he wants her back. 
Because mm-hmm. it's been a while. It's been such a while. It's been a while just since that they've been together or, you know. You know. I think it's... I think it's like, it's been a while since since he saw her. Like, he's, been, right. he's been alone. Just checking. Because it's like really dramatic because he's like smoking cigarettes and stuff. Sounds pretty dramatic. He's like all sad. And then he like burns down his apartment with those cigarettes at the end. Oh, so they play into the story later. Yeah. That's nice job, Mr. Durst. Oh, and that movie was The Long Shots. It's like Ice Cube and there's a little girl who plays football. So Ice Cube teaches a little girl to play football or Ice Cube plays football on a team with a little girl? <laughs> what do you think, Chad? <laughs> I'm hoping for the latter. <laughs> little girl's on the team and he's coaching. How, right. how do you end up making music like it's been a while? Like, I don't know. I, I guess you want to communicate something. Like, you're actually sad about something. Like, I would imagine this actually came from a real place. Just, you don't know how to communicate that without sounding like an idiot. Because <laughs> you are an idiot. <laughs> I mean, at least for that song, I don't know what their other songs are like. Maybe they're like, like Drowning Pool or something. Who knows? I feel like I heard one of their other songs, and it was pretty much the same. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Still like, like acoustic and stuff. Yeah, but like heavy, maybe heavier than this. I would, I would think. That makes sense. Yeah. That's pretty bad. It's pretty important though. Yeah. My life. I, I still think about this song every time I say it's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah. Just, Can you say that phrase? That saying, it's been a while. It's been a while. It's a good point. So tempting. All right, let's, let's move ahead. Hold on, let me find out if Stained is still together. God. <laughs> they are. Their last album was released in 2011, but according to Wikipedia, they haven't broken up yet. Wait, no. <laughs> hiatus 2012 to 2014. Does that mean they're off hiatus and they're back? I would say that means they're back. Oh my god. This is their year. This is their year. Doing this list as a tribute to the stage reunion. See, their lead singer's 41. It's gonna be tough. <laughs> it's gonna be. What do you mean, just being a, a musician? It's hard to make a comeback with a 41 year old man. When singing. you're doing that kind of music that has been relevant Acoustic for metal. 12 years. <laughs> mm. Heart goes out to him. Yeah, looks like we got a we got another monster ballad coming up. <laughs> And that's Lips of an Angel by Hinder. Honey, why you calling me so late? It's kind of hard to talk right now. Honey, why you crying this every I gotta whisper cause I can't be too loud Oh well, my girl's in the next room 
So uh, again, I'm gonna ask this question: How do you end up making music like this? Well, what's funny to me about Lips of an Angel is I feel like it sounds really outdated. Like I could totally imagine it being re- like it could have been a song that was written in the like early '90s or late '80s. Like the Goo Goo Dolls did it. I don't know. Less so I could, heavy. Well, no, I could imagine like a another kind of I don't know band like a hair metal band maybe. I, I just figured maybe. these guys these guys liked probably liked those kind of bands and like well we got to have our ballad so they kind of took inspiration from monster ballads and put together theirs mm-hmm. so they just happen to like really shitty music that's how that happens god just looking at these guys they look like it's... the worst people like they have this idea in their mind of what a rock star is and they're like yeah i'm gonna be that i'm gonna be chad krueger Uh, I mean, maybe if you're trying to say they have a really distorted version of what rock is supposed to be, so they get everything mixed up. Well, yeah, I mean, band. I mean, they're interested yeah, yeah. in all the shallowest parts of <laughs> yeah. the rock and roll lifestyle. Okay, yeah, no, I agree. I mean, because I'm looking at a picture of them right now, and they have their main guy with his long black locks, but then there's like, a guy with like a faux hawk, and then there's two guys that have like weird blonde, but it's like kind of like poofy like they look like they're in like an in sync type band <laughs> like it's just someone just threw up a bunch of like music music ideas like this is what rock stars wear blah, 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 put it on like <laughs> it's just a huge mishmash of like everything that's wrong like aliens came down and tried to disguise themselves as rock stars <laughs> yep it's just very a very superficial kind of way to I don't know show yourself to the world and then this song yeah this song's just shitty (laughs) (laughs) not really any way around it I'm just trying to be like introspective when you play like the least introspective kind of like rock music yeah but the lead singer's like I'm still gonna retain my edge on the chorus by being like (laughs) stay so sweet but then it's got the like, oh, do you do do? like then it goes. <laughs> so it's like at one point it's heavy, but then it's like the lamest thing ever when it's like in this higher falsetto register. Mm-hmm. It's like trying to find that balance between wimpy and heavy, and it overcompensates for both. So yeah, it just it comes off as really lame and phony. Something you get when, like, you listen to when you're like super drunk and like get a tattoo. So bring me back, you guys. Was this something you were seeing on TV like all the time, or is this just once and you knew it was out there and you're like, ugh? Uh, it was. It was one of the all the time ones. I saw this many times. Yeah. So is this, is this MTV or VH1? Mm, probably VH1. I don't know. It feels like a VH1 band. You know, like a VH1's like, this is some heavy music, alright? This is heavy. Okay? <laughs> this has some substance to it. It's, just, it's about, probably about as heavy as VH1 could get, or allowed to get. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And then I used to always get them confused with Buckcherry for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> but Nancy had to explain to me that, like... Hindu's more introspective. They're more like talking about their feelings. But Cherry's more about getting laid. Good for them. 
I guess. Yeah. They're definitely a similar type. They're very similar. Where they <laughs> wanted to be heavy, but the only way they could get successful was by by recording a really lame ballad. And there you go. It's your ticket to fame. It's, it's the hinder model for success. Oh, yeah. What a band. Do you guys remember yes. a music video <laughs> where... I think it's a rap music video. A guy's, like, in a pool... And there's, like, a girl at the other end of the pool, and she's, like, clapping her butt cheeks together, and it's making, like, massive waves in the pool. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. That's uh, Busta Rhymes. That's, like... Ass on fire with Pharrell. <laughs> That's, like, maybe the most memorable image I can pick up for a music video. <laughs> that is a, like, really kooky music video. Because it's, it's, like, this woman, she keeps, like, like, you know... Or booze is everywhere. I don't even know how to like describe it. <laughs> it's everywhere, and, it, and it's it's like hypnotizing everybody. Cause there's like another part where like Pharrell's like peeking through a fence, trying to get like look look at that butt. <laughs> I could imagine Pharrell peeking through a fence. Good, <laughs> <laughs> let your ass on fire. Mm, yeah, that's good. Good times. I guess that kind of works as a transition, considering we're going to more hip hoppy watchers uh-huh. with my band, D12. I don't know, dude. I think everybody's all jealous and shit, because I'm like the lead singer of the band, dude. And I think everybody's got a fucking problem with me, dude. And they need to take it up with me after the show. My band is like a one-hit wonder, but it's certainly the song I identify with D12. Yeah, I don't think they really had any other hits. I mean, you have to take into account that Eminem was part of the band. Though I, I do clearly remember that other song, though. It's like, how come we don't ever talk no more? It's like super serious. It's like, wow, this is a really dramatic shift from that <laughs> other song. <laughs> like the goofiest thing ever. Yeah, I mean, my band's very kooky song, which I feel like we really liked for some reason. <laughs> in, like, a funny way. Like, in a funny way. Like, we thought it was humorous. I think it is kind of an amusing song, especially when it gets to that fat guy talking about 50 Cent told him to do push-ups. He did two and a half, and he couldn't get up. <laughs> it's good it's stuff. Bizarre, is that guy's name? Bizarre, yes. He's just always looking for an opportunity to take his shirt off. Mm-hmm. There's all those guys in the middle that are like a huge bullet. Yeah, <laughs> it's like not not that great, really. How many guys from that band? Like eight? I think it was six. Six. Cause six. That's how. It, and now they're out to you guys. Twelve. Yes. That's how it evens out to twelve. There you go, guys. Yeah, they did not need that many. They could have done it with two. <laughs> Seven them and the fat guy. Yeah, maybe maybe proof too. Seems pretty legit. Rest in peace. Um, yeah, I mean, it was funny, but it, it's kind of hokey. I mean, maybe it's supposed to be kind of hokey. It's definitely supposed to be hokey. Mm-hmm. It's, it is a joke song. So that, it's weird to me that people 
We're like, yeah, let's listen to that joke so much a lot. I guess that's cool. Yeah, you know, it's like, I don't... like the Bismarcky of our era. <laughs> that is an insult to Bismarcky. Well, then what lands this song a spot on our shitty songs? Um, is it just we wanted an opportunity to talk about maybe, it? Or... Maybe it doesn't belong. But it's definitely fun to reminisce. I, if there's I... one big flaw in this song, it's that the whole song is supposed to be a way to convince people that Eminem isn't the only person in this band that matters, but I think it, it pretty much convinces us the other way that none of these other guys have talent. <laughs> so, <laughs> kind of a failure in that respect. I mean, Eminem's center spotlight. Pretty time, much, he's so singing the chorus. Saying, like, it's, not about, it's not about me, it's like, that's all you're thinking about, because it's all you're seeing. Yeah. And then in the middle, you see, like, two guys, like, rapping, and, like, one of them will have, like, a, like that guy's voice is very good. And, like, oh, well, we don't have to worry about him. Eminem's back. <laughs> but he's he's not saying... It's not all about me. He's saying it is all about me. He's just saying, like, I get all the attention, I get all the women. But I feel like he's saying that as a way to, like, he's, like, making himself seem more egotistical than he is. But that's the thing. Yeah. Is that I feel like that message is so easy to misinterpret. And it probably is. But I feel like he's he's trying to use himself as a way to be like, you know, this is a sweet band or sweet group of guys. I think that's part of it. But I, to me, I took it more as... Like, okay, so I didn't know anything about D12, so I was reading about them on Wikipedia, and I didn't, until now, realize that they existed before Eminem was a big deal. Yeah. Uh, so, to me, it's like, he's he's just talking about, like, how funny it is that, like, n no one really pays attention to this band except for him, because he's popular now. And it's just a song about, like, the weird state that this band is in. Where, like, pe people don't even really care about the band, they just care about him. And the other mm, guys, yes. are, you know, are poking fun at that, too. Like, they all come in and just try to get a little attention. And they don't, they don't get nothing. Except the fact I take the shirt off and hang his bed down. <laughs> I didn't see it that way, but that, to that, makes, that makes a lot of sense. It sounds a lot deeper than I gave it credit. I feel like Eminem's a pretty smart guy. Like I got a lot of respect for Eminem. Maybe I shouldn't. From from reading about D12, <laughs> just from like reading about Eminem on Wikipedia. <laughs> and then I remember like all the disgusting, horrible stuff that he also put out. I'm like, oh yeah. And then um, this is unrelated. I mean, I don't know, it's related enough. But I remember at our uh, junior high boat bash. Which was our transition from you know ninth grade to tenth grade, when we all got on a boat and had a party, and Nancy and Jeff Henninger did <laughs> karaoke, yes. and they did this song, like... and Jeff Henninger drops the N word, <laughs> and everyone's like, Ugh. I feel like Nancy was nailing it, and Jeff he, Henninger, well, he was like censoring himself, yeah, and Jeff Henninger wasn't like doing it so well, so I don't know if he was trying to overcompensate his street cred. But he chose the wrong way to do it. <laughs> in in retrospect, that party is such a like like a time capsule of the two thousands. Even though like I seem to recall it being eighties themed, like you know that D twelve song is really popular. I remember David Trong singing "She Bangs" because <laughs> he was and Asian. Then, 
Yes, because make the Asian guy sing the Asian guy song. Well, just the fact that he sung that too, like that was funny back then. You know, like that's when that was popular. Well, yeah. And then I remember near the end of that night, um, hearing that Jaquan Tipsy song for the first time, and I almost considered putting that on here. Mm-hmm. And that was another one-hit wonder. So, it's just funny. Like that would have been what two thousand four. Like, wow, it's ten years ago. Jesus. It's funny to think there's a time that we lived in now that seems like, oh, that was so 2000s. But, of course, when you're, whenever you're living in that era, it doesn't feel crazy. But it's funny to look back and see how different, the subtle differences, maybe. I can't wait till we get nostalgic about dubstep and it gets to come back. <laughs> I mean, it's still kind of popular now. So I know. You can, you can enjoy it right now <laughs> if you want. No, no, it's too late for me enjoying it now. But I enjoyed it in the past and maybe in the future as well. I definitely feel like it's already fading, though, so you can look forward, I guess, to its uh, comeback. I feel like everyone hates Skrillex now, right? I hate Skrillex for no reason. This is this is kind of off topic, but do you okay. guys think there's one particular musical trend that's around right now that we're going to look back to the 2010s and be like, oh, remember when that kind of music was popular? Because I was thinking about that, and for me, I think it might be, and maybe it's just me, like all those bands that are kind of ripping off Mumford and Sons, being like we're like folk. Yeah, I was. Pop, I was gonna rock. say that. Like the Lumineers and stuff, and Phil Phillips. That, there's a name for that. I don't know what it is. Like, oh, is there? Hey, folk or something. Hey, folk. They say hey a lot. Hey. <laughs> it's like most of our lyrics. We're in that right now. Yeah. And we're we're weird. All right. Take that, big brother. Uh, sorry to get off topic there. It's interesting. It's okay. Shall we talk about Yellow Card? God, do we have to? And Ocean Avenue? There's a place off Ocean Avenue Where I used to sit and talk with you We were both 16 and it felt so In doing no. research for this yeah. podcast, this is the only song that I listened to maybe 30 seconds of and then just quit. Really? Yeah. <laughs> this is the only one that I couldn't make it through at all. Interesting. Because this was what I listened to. I was like, this isn't so bad. I was like, it has the makings of a decent song. It's just the singer has that voice, that terrible, terrible, nasally pop punk thing. What what turned you off about it, Sean? It was like a guy with a violin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's like Yellow Cart's thing. They got a they got a guy with a violin. And he's trying to trying to be part of the band, even though they don't really need him. Even though it's like punk rock. No, it's fucking stupid. I just checked out. I don't even know if the violin players started playing at 30 seconds. It's not really until you get to the chorus. You just saw him just holding saw a violin. He's like, I'm out of here. Yeah, uh, this was maybe a, an hour. No, this is a couple hours ago. And honestly, I don't remember what this sounds like at all. 
I just remember. If we could die tonight, things would get better. <laughs> Take it. Cat. I feel like that's the only thing that people are. <laughs> the only thing that people remember about Yellow Card is that they had a violin player. So maybe they made the right decision to separate themselves. It just didn't, you know, save the fact that they just sucked to <laughs> begin with. <laughs> I mean, that's what everybody say, says. The first thing about Yellow Card is like, oh yeah, violin. Mm-hmm. And then, but then the next thing is, and then how much that sucked. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's I feel like Yellow Card had a a bigger fan base than some of these other kind of bands that just kind of popped up and then disappeared. I feel like they're around for a little longer, but I can't name any other songs or any other hits. They had a song in Burnout Three called "Breathing." I've heard it. Doesn't, oh. doesn't make it a hit just because it's in a video game. Oh, <laughs> uh, and there are no songs that's in SSX3, so yeah, I've heard a few yellow card songs. <laughs> I like to think that's like with the most, like the person in the world who knows the most about yellow card. That's what he says. He's like, oh, I know a few yellow card songs. <laughs> like, that's their biggest fan. Like, that's the closest they get. He, does, he just knows a couple songs. I've heard some things. Let's let's move on. Yeah, to... that's all we're gonna say about y'all card. Sure, they don't deserve anything else. So no. the next one on our list is pretty sweet because it's <laughs> this cover of "Smooth Criminal" by Alien Amphar. Get your fucking cat out of here, Sean. It's an interesting move for a new metal band to decide to cover Michael Jackson. So I ask you guys, successful? Your answers? Yeah, sure. No, not at all. Okay. <laughs> Let's hear both sides of it. Let's hear what, what works about it. You think? Kong? Takes this song, makes it heavy. <laughs> it's just what it needed. It did have the the original song does have potential for like a heavier riff. Mm-hmm. It does that makes that that progression makes sense. I think it translates just fine to a distorted electric guitar. Okay, now Sean, what do you think doesn't work about it? Uh, takes everything that's good about the Michael Jackson version and throws it away, and then just takes the the skeleton of what's left and makes it heavy. Which who, who gives a shit? Who wants that? <laughs> Takes every. It's the same song. It's not like they changed the lyrics. It's still sort of sung in the same style. It's true. They still add in at the end like little Michael Jackson esque flourishes, which which is weird. Which is I would say more faithful than it needed to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, that, I think that comes back to sometimes when we talk about how some of these bands just like overcompensate. Like, like I'm probably somewhere on the middle on this song where I think it's kind of funny, it's kind of catchy because it's it's still this the song, it's still smooth criminal. But that, see, but then that's the thing. It's like I only like 
the fact I only like the fact that it's the the, the skeleton of the song is there. Everything they've added onto it, I feel like, is kind of unnecessary. Like those, I don't even want to try to do the noise when they're doing the Michael Jackson noise. Yeah, it's like wow, like that they're they're putting in the effort, but I don't know. I just don't. I just don't feel like it's necessary. So I, I don't know. I'm somewhere in the middle. I guess for me, I've never listened to a song and thought this would be pretty good if it was just like way harder. Like that's. It's just not my instinct at all. I, I guess I'm more of a wimp. Wimp. <laughs> I like songs with a nice melody. Grow some balls, Sean. Instead of Alien Ant Farm is not like tough. <laughs> yeah, they're not. I don't even know if I would consider them new metal. Well, I don't know. I don't know any of the other songs. I remember I like one other one, and it was pretty melodic. <laughs> Wasn't that angry? How heavy can you be with a name like Alien Ant? Yeah, form? I think they're just trying to have a good time. It's like if a little kid tried to come up with a name for a band. <laughs> Aliens, ants, yeah! So, yeah, it does not come off as that heavy to me. It, Yeah, I don't know. I, for me, it just comes down to unnecessary. I'll leave it at that. Take it as is. So Alien Ant Farm, this was all they were known for. This is this is it for them. Yeah. Do you guys much. have any idea like what they were like as a band? I told you I've heard the what other song. It's <laughs> I don't really remember. It's, what it's... do you mean like what are they like? Like their personality? Yeah. Like, like what? Are you... Like what? I, it's a bunch of dudes. I mean, it's one of those things where it's hard to define because they're just like a heavy rock band. It's not really tied to any one particular sound. It's just like just kind of generic rock. Hmm. They had like a really stupid logo, though. Oh, yeah? It's like something from a sci-fi movie. Let me see if I can look that up real quick. Yeah, it's like an ant. Alright, I'm fine with it. Uh, I'm gonna show you guys a picture. I don't know why, but for some reason I think this is really funny. Oh, crap. I'm gonna see if this works. No, shit. Never mind. It's just. That was not a link. <laughs> I fucked it up. It's a picture of, you know, those 20th Century Masters collections? Yeah. <laughs> the, oh, yeah. They have one. There you go. Like, I like greatest hits of. So I tell everyone, you know, whoever I, they can I, find. I, I insist anyone who's listening to that you should look it up because it's just so funny to think like you usually see one of those for like Barry Manilow, the best of Barry Manilow, not the best of Alien Farm. <laughs> it's weird that they would be a 20th century band, and this is our <laughs> 21st century list. Oh, you know, 20th century masters ran out of good bands a long time ago. <laughs> But yeah. Yeah, they, their first. <laughs> what the fuck? That can't be right. Their first album is called Greatest Hits. <laughs> I guess they're just it. that confident. It came out in 1999. Technically the 20th century. I guess. Let's That's... move on to the next band. 
uh, that I'm really looking forward to their 20th Century Masters collection. And that song is The Reason by Hoobastank. Stank. They're about as good as the name of their band. I don't know what the hell that's supposed to mean. It's probably some crabby in joke that they came up in there. Oh, I'm sure it was. They're like, they're like this is so funny. It's really funny, bro. Who's gonna get it? High five. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I don't really know what kind of band they were. They're, I, they're probably more emo, if I recall. I don't really remember any of their songs. Yeah, I, I think they they also fall into the generic heavy rock genre yeah <laughs> they're not quite choosing any one particular sound they just know that they want to make some money basically get signed to a major label but the reason is just a very generic wimpy ballad with really like like forgettable <laughs> lyrics and then I have a vivid memory of them performing that song at the MTV these are the movie awards, music awards, one of probably music awards, and that guy could not sing the song. <laughs> like it got up into a higher register. I, wa- and he I could watched. Not do it. I don't know if it was that video, but I did watch a video of them singing live. <laughs> Couldn't do it. Just was not, and like that was their hit. Like that's the one song you need to know to sing. And couldn't do He's it. Not a perfect person. Yeah, Can't I can sing that. his own song. Yeah, it, I, it it definitely is one of those songs that it takes me right back to when it came out because it was popular and I didn't know why. But I also thought it was kind of funny that it's popular because it was so lame and wimpy. What about, Sean, for someone like you who maybe didn't remember the song as well or not at all? What was it like? I don't remember this song at all. <laughs> it had like a really repetitive like guitar riff. It's like... It's like, I'm not a perfect person. Okay, that's way more tough than he sings it. Yeah. <laughs> and the reason is, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, that's, I, don't, I guess the reality of this is none of these songs, except for Blue Abba Dee Abba Die, are for me at all. Um, I'm just pretty unfazed at this point. <laughs> I think like, that's an acceptable response to something that you don't remember. It's like it's another like people trying to be way more introspective and deep and profound and it all just comes off as pretentious and douchey and crappy. And I guess maybe that's just going around a lot in the last decade. Maybe. Maybe we're doing it right now. Maybe everybody's doing it. It's what happens when you wear so much hair gel, it just like seeps into your brain. It makes you dumber. Lots of bands, lots of hair gel in these bands. I didn't even think about that. Oh, they all got spiky hair. (laughs) Got it like swooshed to the side like the guys in Hinder. (laughs) It's like, yeah, this is it. It's funny because I think of how in the late 90s people had like 
this like closely kind of cropped hair that was you know usually kind of bleached or frosted you know the tips of the hair is frosted mm-hmm. and it's just like over time that just like got way out of hand <laughs> like the hair would be frosted would be like super long but like still spiked up got out of control oh man well so i watched this video and i watched the sequel to this video which is what was, yeah it was their next it's like following the same story where it's like a jewel heist and I forgot that that video features Kanye West <laughs> singing alongside the guy from Good Charlotte and the guy from Lincoln Park. They're like wow. lip syncing. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, did Kanye West think these were his equals? They were the next big thing. Yeah. Or I don't know. Maybe he's just happy to find fame. He's just like, you know, I'll do do a rock video. I always figured Kanye was just like all about all kinds of music. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Like a guy I like mean, him who's so meticulous in the studio probably like can hear something redeeming in pretty much any song he listens to. <laughs> Even Hoopa Stick. Yeah. I mean, he also wasn't that big around when that console. I mean, he was popular, definitely, but... Yeah, this was, like, the time of his first album, I mm, think. Yeah. It would have been 2003 or four. is when this song came out, I seem to recall. I'm not going to actually look that up, see if that's true. I'm just going to assume it is. <laughs> I mean, in my mind, this song was big, like, the same summer that Kanye West kind of broke out. Mm-hmm. That's so weird. It's weird to think that it was big. It's, I don't know. Like, I guess it, I'm just so used to popular music right now, which is like entirely about parties and just drinking and getting laid and having parties. It's weird to think there was a time when everyone's like, yeah, let's listen to this depressing song about, I don't know, bank heist going bad or whatever. <laughs> Jewelry heist. <laughs> oh, that music's still around. It's just, it's only every once in a while that someone breaks through with a song in that genre that's popular. I think there's still lots of potential for a Hoobastank to be around. Not the original Hoobastank, they're done. But a Hoobastank light band? The Hoobastanks so of the future. The Hoobastanks of tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good luck to them. You guys ready to let the dogs out? Yeah. Woo! We make the dogs out! song by the Baja men which was fun the first couple times but it was like maybe like the most ubiquitous song of all time in in like 2000 2001 you just couldn't escape everybody let the dogs out. like you listen to it your parents listen to it your friends listen to it your uncles, your grandparents, everybody was listening to Who Let the Dogs Out for some reason. 
and it just beat us all into submission. I, I can't listen to this anymore. <laughs> Not even like at a 2000s party? I don't know what that would be. I don't want to go to about this recently. A two thousands party. Put some gel in your hair. Dress up like <laughs> Buck Cherry. Well, that sounds fun. Who <laughs> <laughs> the dogs at? It's kind of that weird spillover where I could. It feels like the late nineties to me too, but it's definitely like. It's like both that late nineties two thousands. Um, era where you could still like get like really popular pop songs like on the charts see like Macarena type songs or Mambo number fives like it was I feel like it was like the last one of those yeah it was the last of that like almost goofy like novelty songs and it's like they always had kind of a world vibe to yeah. them because they're people from not the United States yeah where are the ba I assume they're from yeah Bahamas Bahamas exactly I didn't know if that was like if that was legit, though. <laughs> no. They just called that. Yeah, they're from Bahamas. Or their music's called Junkanoo. The genre. What is that? Um, it's... I don't know. <laughs> it's a modernized style of Bahamian Junkanoo, which is... Also a, something. A street parade. Street parade music. I it's not making it clear. Great music. But no, this is this is that like in all the kids' movies back then though. Especially if your movie had a dog, you're like, well, obviously we're pretty good with the dog that in it. Yeah, these are one of the Rugrats movies, right? Yeah, that'd be Rugrats in Paris, the movie. But here, I, I can I'm reading here that it's also in Shaggy Dog and Rat Race. What about Air Bud? I think it was after Air Bud. Maybe an Airbud sequel? Yeah. Golden Receiver. That's what it's called. <laughs> this was the it was the theme song for the Nickelodeon show, One Hundred Deeds for Eddie McDowell. Nice. Nice. I remember that show. Yeah, me too. It's just attaching itself to all these older things to create like the ultimate nostalgia fest. <laughs> you know what's also funny to me about who let the dogs out is I feel like it's like it was so popular that really the only thing the Bahamian could do after that is just do like variations on it. You know, like, do like who let the frogs, frogs, whatever. You know, like they probably just change it around. I guess a whole they're bunch. singing about like a plague. <laughs> <laughs> the frogs out. I think they did a song for a Shrek soundtrack, which I guess is where you go when you bottomed out. Just ask Counting Crows. Sweet. They did a cover of Dancing in the Moonlight. I'm totally checking that out when this is done. Dancing in the Moonlight. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> like a werewolf in it. Yeah. They gotta stay true to the roots. I would imagine all their songs probably have dog barking in it. Just what they do. I'm in. Which fun? We're around yeah. for a long time. First album was released in 1985. <laughs> well, then they earned it. They're a hard-working band. Good for them. I guess, you know, the people that did Rugrats were like, we know. We know there's something they, right here. Well, it wasn't the thing about this, though, is it 
first became popular because they played it at Safeco during Mariners games. Because I believe the first time I heard this song was at a Mariners game. And, like, they played it a lot. And I'm like, what is this dog song? And then, yeah, just led to that song getting more and more popular. So that basically means, you know, here up in the Northwest, this is this is ground zero. We broke this song. And this is where the dogs were first released. Mm-hmm. And then they're everywhere. Running wild in <laughs> the streets. There's a funny quote in the Wikipedia article. It's, it talks about how the, the Mariners were playing in the 2000s. And then the New York Mets claimed that they were the first team to play it. And ESPN.com commented, this is a little like scientists arguing over who discovered a deadly virus. Ouch. Sick burn. Let me know. Way to go, random ESPN.com writer. <laughs> What's funny now is whenever I hear this song, I think about when we briefly mentioned it on another podcast. When we were talking about like if the Bob men had did a James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> Which is still like the funniest thing ever to me. Be one of those shoot, really bad shoot, shoot, shoot. <laughs> and then they'd have like a cameo in the movie as like a you know some sort of band yeah, played in the, going down the street in the, in the Bahamas. Room. Maybe like a steel drum band. Yeah. Who let James Bond? James Bond would go through that whole movie with this crappy Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> Trying to get that made. Probably could see it. Probably need need a time machine. I believe in you, John. I believe you could do it. I believe you could do anything. You're beautiful. My life is brilliant. James Blunt. So this is the uh, song where he uh, stripping off all his clothes, right? While while he was recording it, <laughs> I can see it. Yeah, it's just a music video. Get intimate with the microphone. Yeah, but it's like really like snowy, and they like jumps in cold water. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like really dangerous. Cold badass. <laughs> so I can respect that. But this is like the wimpiest song ever. This is a total soft rock song you hear at the dentist. Pretty wimpy. Yeah, but it's so intimate. God, he's just looking at me and he's taking off his clothes. What am I supposed to do? He's just burying himself. For <laughs> what me. do you mean? What are you supposed to do? <laughs> Should I take mine off? Yeah. Someone posted a video on YouTube of a Jason Statham lookalike on chat roulette. And, like, some Russian teenagers see him and they all start freaking out. And, like, one of the guys in the background takes his shirt off. And he's just, like, starts taking his pants off and he stops and he pulls them back up. He's like, no, I'm not going to do this to Jason Statham. What are you, bunch of queers? You know what happens 
some guys just get so emotional that they gotta start taking off articles of clothing. I, I get it. I mean, I can't imagine ever doing it myself, but just gotta vent somehow. Sweet move. I can't remember if James Blunt is the person that I heard about when he was interviewed on VH1. And he said, like, he hadn't heard, like, any music ever until he was, like, a teenager or something. Which seems impossible. Yeah, I think you told me that. I don't know what age he said. Which doesn't necessarily make it true, but I'll believe it. He's raised by wolves. (laughs) (laughs) That's why he's so used to being naked. Out in the cold. But somehow he became a very generic musician. <laughs> he learned well. The wolves taught him. <laughs> Game some really bland CDs. Mm-hmm. Is he going to take his pants off? No, no, he's not. He's just going to jump in the lake. You, you watching this in real time? Yeah. He's been singing at me for a while, and now he's just jumping in this lake in slow motion. It's bullshit, as I totally remember after, like, he did, I think, like, his second album, he's like, oh, that's it, I'm done. Was he done? And he's in, No, he's done two since then. <laughs> but those are just, that's just, like, the afterbirth. It's like, no one really, like, wants this. He's just shitting it out. He looks really creepy now. I feel like he's always looked creepy. Yeah, but now he doesn't have, like, the... Keith Urban hair to hide his at, creepy face I'm looking at the cover of an album that just came out last year called Moon Landing and he looks like I don't know like creepy Judge Reinhold but like if he was a European assassin ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, that look <laughs> yeah that's a hard one hard one to process uh, I get it though. Well, if you look at the picture, you'll see it. At least, maybe you will. I see what you're looks saying. Looks like something. He looks creepy. Well, he's failure, so it makes me happy. But uh, to to uh, to uh, yeah, a certain extent. Does this song go on the list though? Huh? Does this song go on the list though? Um, I mean, I, I'm. It's pretty lame. It's pretty lame, but whatever. There's got to be a better one we can either take off first or, you know. Because this list is supposed to be the shittiest. So I assume we're down to list making time already. Well, I think so. That was the last one. Might as well. I feel like we said too many good things about my band. (laughs) It's just a good time. I don't know if it's necessarily a good song, but it's it's a good time. Yeah. I'm not even convinced it's supposed to be a good song. That's that's what makes me like it. Yeah, we're just playing a big joke on everyone. We're just the suckers who went along with it. Yeah, maybe. I I feel like... Well, this is moving on. I feel like there's actually a few good things to be said about Alien Ant Farm's version of Smooth Criminal. I'm alright with it. I'm perfectly let's, fine let's that with that too. song existing. Okay. Okay. So that takes us down to... What are we at? 12... Oh, this is getting really hard because I guess who let the dogs out is kind of fun. It's stupid, but is it shitty? I don't know. Yeah, I guess for me, my complaint is less with the song, which I guess we didn't really talk about how like who really knows what the song is supposed to be about. I feel like it's supposed to be about dudes 
like men that are dogs just going after women. I thought it was about like who the dogs at and who the ugly women at. That so that's pretty unfortunate. That can't be, but <laughs> I feel like we would have heard about that. I'm sure you can look it up somewhere. I feel like my biggest complaint with that song is just having heard it a lot, which probably isn't a fair. My biggest complaint is it's annoying. Sean, did you have the CD? It seems like a CD you had. No, it, it does seem like something I would have. I mean, I had the Macarena CD. You got it as like a 4th of July gift <laughs> or something. No, we never gave 4th of July gifts, sadly. I, I probably would have if we had 4th of July gifts in this family. Why don't we give gifts on the 4th of July? It's like America's birthday. Yeah. They have to be really patriotic, though, so I don't know. Who got the dogs that would work? I guess we have to give America its favorite... Thing, which is explosions. We celebrate it by blowing up a small portion of it. Mm-hmm. Well, no, we blow up the sky. Yeah, fuck the sky. Alright, and uh, as for the list making, I guess none of us were that concerned about you're beautiful. It's just lame. <laughs> Unless somebody wants to put another one. Her body's, no, body's pretty sweet. Body's pretty sweet. <laughs> Yeah, no, take bodies off. Mm-hmm. It's too sweet. Um, then I'm gonna have to insist that number ten is blue by Apple Sixty Five. <laughs> that's that's fine. I mean, uh, I, I do think it's got a catchy chorus, but that verse is the worst thing. Ever. <laughs> horrible, horrible verse. Great chorus though. Like it's it's kind of fun. Like if I heard that, I might be like, oh. I remember I, I like it. laughed when I heard it in Iron Man Three. So. Yeah. I guess I probably laughed at all of these, but laugh for different reasons. Okay. What is the least bad? Um, I don't think 1985's that bad. Just kind of lame. Kind of annoying. Okay. Yeah, okay. And then, I don't know, you're beautiful. Probably down there, too, because I just don't care. Okay. I, I, we gotta get down to the ones that really piss us off. Or like, that's so fucking stupid. <laughs> I mean, I'll still admit, I did. I didn't hate Ocean Avenue as much as I thought I would. All right. Even that shot could be <laughs> bear it for stomach it. more than thirty seconds. But uh, yeah, I hate all these that are. No, I don't hate. It's, it's been a while so much. <laughs> In fact, I. All right kind of have a strange affinity for it alright so okay. yeah let's put let's put that in number six um who who boy these are some stinkers it's weird for me to have handlebars on this list because it's more modern but it, it's I, I still hate it I probably hate it more than than bad day yeah bad day is less I, obnoxious I guess it's obnoxious in a way but it's <laughs> it's hard as like in the right place I guess so I could put bad day next I think I would too okay, Ugh, okay. 
The only, Maybe, the only one yeah. of these songs left that I have any nostalgia for is Butterfly. Like, oh these other three, they mean nothing to me. I don't know if it's good or bad. I don't know either. But, uh, I mean, Butterfly has going Butter, for it. Butterfly for me is, like, uh, is really close to the top here. It's got a, yeah. a, a sample that we like. And yeah, and they fucking ruin it. Kind of a memorable chorus. It's a terrible a chorus, good, though. It's, 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 it's not the great. worst. You're flash. And I hate the lyrics. That part how we're, we're going to be like Sid and Nancy. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to get convicted of murdering you and then have a drug overdose. <laughs> oh. That's romantic. It's just so phony. It rings so false. I despise it. <laughs> okay, so there's that. I'm gonna agree. Uh, then there's Handlebars, which was the not-so-subtle political song. I guess I could probably go Handlebars next, I think so, actually. Too. Okay. 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 It, it maybe wasn't as big of a part of me being annoyed then there's Lips of an Angel. What was going on there again? <laughs> it's like these guys just don't know what they're doing. <laughs> they think they're being rock rock and roll, but... They're just dumb. I guess I could cut them some slack for that. <laughs> they're just not smart enough to know otherwise. Mm-hmm. Well, I compare that to Hoobastank, though. Uh, I think they know what they're doing. They, that was, everything was carefully plotted out. Uh, they're like, we are going to be so sincere. And we're going to make so much money. And we're going to write songs we can't even perform. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I think, you know, Hinder might might totally suck, but I'll bet you anything that they can totally rock <laughs> when they need to. <laughs> Because they need to, because they need to get laid. Of course. Who was thinks not as much about you know, getting laid? They're like, well, we just want like the musical like respect, you know, from our peers. Doing this for Kanye, man. Yeah. <laughs> he respects us. Yeah, you, you can go ahead and put Hinder at three. <laughs> Great crazy town Hoobastank Butterf- showdown. Butterfly is just so it's- bad. Really obnoxious. Okay, so is that number one then? It's my number mm, one. Yeah, I'm gonna say I'd put it at number one. Then it is settled. Our bottom ten uh, one hit wonders of. I'm gonna go with Viats. I think that's what I'm gonna Not go uh, Number ten is Blue by Eiffel's Eiffel. Eiffel, 65. Number 9 is 1985 by Bowling for Soup. Number 8, You're Beautiful by James Blunt. Number 7, Ocean Avenue by Yellow Card. Number 6, There's Bruno Wild by Stain. <laughs> you could not do it. Uh, number 5, Bad Day by Daniel Powder. Number 4, Handlebars by Flowbots. Number 3, Lips of an Angel by Hinder. 2, The Reason by Hoobastank. And our least favorite one hit wonder of 
The Yachts, Butterfly by Crazy Town. That has been Top 10 Thursdays. If you're interested in a little more content from us, uh, you can check out our feed on iTunes where you can review us and find many more episodes with many more lists. You can also head over to mildlyplease.com where we write about things. Miyazaki month is over, but we're trying some new stuff. We're writing about other things that aren't uh, Miyazaki related. And also, we're trying to do some more podcasts and stuff. So, uh, we think we think there's good times for everybody ahead. So, uh, keep your chin up. Uh, enjoy your spring break. And we'll see you next week. I hope. Why you own the phone? Checking your reflection and telling your best friend.